Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super excited to be with you guys this week. We got some BYU Media Day news that we have to discuss. We have a fun little draft of BYU football players we would want on our five-man basketball team. There's a lot of fun stuff to dive into this episode. Before we get to it, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Download the show, share it with your friends, and leave a five-star review. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's boo! Go Tigers! That field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! That's right! Let's back this bula. Yeah! Ah! Let's go wild Let's go, Let's go. Let's go. We're at a waterfall, dude. Hello, listeners, and welcome in to another episode of The Best Podcast. Um, first things first. As rated by us. As rated by us and, and everyone. And all awesome. of you guys, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Nothing but five-star <laughs> reviews. Uh, three things for all of y'all. Okay. Okie dokie. One, get a washcloth. Okay. Two, get some rubbing alcohol. Mm. But not for anything else, just rubbing. Just yeah, I would say get some ethanol, but it's kind of hard to get in large quantities in this state, so. <laughs> That's uh, some specific knowledge you're carrying there, yes. Dan. we use it in our chemistry lab. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, Walter White. Last is it obtained legally? It is. Okay. All right, we're it good. Is. You have to, like, sign for it and everything. Oh. Oh, wow. A signature <laughs> on a delivery. Official. Oh, shoot. Yep. So the third thing you'll need... And I'll tell you why you need all these things in a minute. Okay. okay. But you're going to need some gardening knee pads. Lifesavers. I think those are underrated. They're really My my grandma had some of these. They were awesome. Top five gardening equipment. Dude, I could use those in my job. Yeah. Dude, go for it. It'll get some. It gets me some, yeah. Yeah. Well. Why do we need them? Somewhat similar to Jared's job in terms of the knee equipment required, but... We're doing some housekeeping. <laughs> Yay! All right, uh, let's get started. We have some proper football. Um, the U.S. women's national team beat Colombia 3-0. Uh, it was tied 0-0 at halftime. It was a little worrisome. They were playing pretty sloppy, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, not the best half. Yeah. Um, but freaking, what's her bucket? Rose Lavelle. Had two of the most beautiful passes I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. Connected uh, with the Smith girl. She's new. Sophia Smith. Sophia. I'm going to say Sam, but it's Sophia. Sophia Smith. <laughs> Sam Smith. <laughs> I wonder where I got that from. from. Mm. Uh, anyway, it was beautiful. They ended up winning 3-0. And tonight, Tuesday, Tuesday, they play Columbia again, again. at the Riot. Rio Tinto. Mm. Beautiful Sandy, Utah. I'll be there. It'll be fun. Get your tickets. Yep, yep, yep. Ashley Hatch. I don't know if you guys remember her. She's kind of a BYU legend. Yes, we love Ashley is. Hatch here on this podcast. She will be playing in Utah once again. Let's give her all the support. Yep. Go USA! She will be a popular player tonight. Absolutely. Let me tell you. <laughs> She's got quite the following here. Yes, indeed. Um, some other proper football. Proper. Our beloved Real Salt Lake. Mm, Not the fake one. Real. They played the Columbus Crew. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, everyone. Uh, No conflict of interest here. Full on Real Salt Lake fan. He's fully invested, folks. No no Columbus ties there. Okay. Um, This one was a bit of a snoozer. Nil nil draw. But Real Salt Lake keep their undefeated home record. We'll take it. They've they have six wins and two ties now. Wow. And they're sitting pretty at second in the league as of this week. I'd say that's so, pretty good. Yeah. They're doing really good. <laughs> Ryan, that's A-OK. Ryan Smith and Co. are working some magic up yeah, there. Yeah, let's just hope they don't rebrand them. Yeah, oh. not working some magic on those jazz <laughs> unis. Right? Well, let's not even talk about that because we do not want this uh, podcast to be 
flags for the profane language that would come out of our mouths as we <laughs> talk about that. Instead, let's talk about some football. Oh, baby. We got some football to talk about. It might be the spring, but guess what? We got the United States Football League going on. The USFL playoffs happened last Saturday, and they were beautiful. Can I just say they were beautiful? We had a major upset. Yes. The number two team went down to the number three team. Yes. The major New Jersey upset. Generals got schmangoed by the Philadelphia Stars. And it was beautiful to watch. In a crazy game that had a bunch of interceptions, two punt returns, a kick return, it was fumbles, missed kicks. It was wild. Not the high scoring game, but it was wild. If you like watching high school football played by semi-pro athletes, the USFL is for you. And who doesn't like that? <laughs> That's a perfect way of putting it. <laughs> if these games were NFL games, people would say they're like the worst games of all time. <laughs> but because it's not the NFL and it's the USFL, you can just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy the chaos. Be entertained by it. Yeah, it's just like watching like your little kid play Pop Warner, you know? Yeah. Let them run around. Let them get their heads bobbled around for a well, little bit. It's not to know? like speed. There are a couple of head bobbling hits. Oh my goodness. There were some game. murders. <clears throat> Dan, I am uh, very sad to inform you from the very low standard that Jared and I have set of not <laughs> even being in the playoffs <laughs> that your team has joined us outside of the playoff yes, ranks my, taking the L to my loyal the Birmingham team. Stallions. I'm heartbroken by this news. <laughs> How many games did you watch this year? Uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. They're still my favorite because they're called the New Orleans Breakers and they have a giant tsunami as their logo, which... Honestly... Out of all, out of all of us, you picked the best team. A little sus, from the <laughs> of New all Orleans the perspective. <laughs> but, okay. Well, the inaugural USFL championship game is set, and it will take place, if I'm not mistaken, this Saturday. Yes, Saturday. Oh, sorry, this Sunday. Sunday. So Sunday? it'll be Sunday, July third. Gotcha. They have a cool trophy. Mm. Check out the yeah, USFL. Actually, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Um, all right. Uh, some more football news. Uh, Arch Manning. Arch Manning, Arch Manning, Arch Manning, Arch Manning. <laughs> we, sorry, we're trying to get the, you know, the podcast bugs to pick up Arch Manning and push, push yes. the podcast out Yes, there. the algorithm. Arch Manning. We're trying to appease it. Um, anyway, Arch Manning committed to Texas, of all places. Now, Texas has been doing pretty well in recruiting. They got one of the top-rated O-line. The top-rated O-line. The top. Oh, I didn't know it was the, the top. The top-rated O-line Texas. in this In, this in the 2022 class. 2022 and then top five, 2023, which is pretty good, and I can see why Irish Manning would want to go there. Also, it kind of takes him out of SEC country, which is where his uncles were, Eli and Peyton. So he kind of gets to write his own story and puts him back in. Honestly, the highlights <laughs> I've watched of Irish Manning back in the SEC. So. Yeah, true, true. Honestly, the highlights I've seen of Irish Manning are not that impressive. He's playing against like three-year-olds. It looks like, um, but I'm interested to see where it goes because I think it would be fun if Texas was back. As fun as it is to bag on them every single year because they lose to Kansas at home, um, <laughs> it would be fun if Texas was good again because then we'd maybe get some parody in the SEC. Dare I ask, is Texas back? Um, I would not say they're back after getting a high school player to agree to play for them. <laughs> but, I mean, they could be. We'll have to see. Yeah. Now let it be known, Texas has had many incredible recruiting classes in the past yes. 10 years that have amounted to absolutely nothing. A they bunch of four and nine, or yeah, four and eight, and so five, time will years. only tell if they win over eight games. Yeah. Huge win for Sark, though. I will say. Yeah. Add a boy, Sark. Add a boy. Uh, some other college football news. BYU's old friend UAB. <laughs> Remember that? Shudder. <laughs> Great bowl game last year. Um, their head coach suddenly retired. Ooh, he'll be done on August first, is what he's, he's saying. Mm-hmm. Apparently having some back issues. It's rough. Um, he's yeah. gonna need some surgery on his back. Feel for the guy. Hope he gets feeling better. I hope UAB never beats us again. That that's a huge uh, huge L for the UAB program. He was the coach before they like canceled their football program. But, he's, but yeah, he stayed there through the whole process of not playing for a year and a half. 
bringing them back, bringing them back to competing for and winning Conference USA Championships. So that's a huge loss for them. He basically has been like the savior of the program in the last five years. Bill Clark was UAB. He was. He was abs- He was the face of Birmingham. He was the face of the program. He took a program that was absolutely nothing. To, literally. Literally nothing. <laughs> to a multi-appearing championship contender in Conference USA and is now guiding or well, was going to guide them into the American Conference right. but has definitely left the program in a better state than he found it. I know, right? He True. beat National Powerhouse Brigham Young University yes. okay, yeah, in stop, stop Bingham talking. Young. Okay, never mind, never mind. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's talk about different football news because I... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Former BYU kicker Andrew Mickelson knocked out his opponent in a MMA fight in 38 seconds. What? Now, before you exclaim like Jared, let me repeat that for you. <laughs> a former BYU kicker, Emphasis Andrew on kicker. Mickelson, kicker. in his fourth ever amateur MMA fight, KO'd his opponent in 38 seconds, and it was beautiful to watch. He oh just wailed on the guy. The guy stood no chance. Hit him with a right hook, and it was night-night. All right. Kickers are people, too. Good for him. <laughs> Freaking athletes they are. Wow. Kickers are people, too. Do you think either one of you guys could stay alive for 38 seconds or longer? No. Hmm. Definitely not. <laughs> Depends. I'm not better than some MMA fighter, also. I'll tell you that much. Depends on one thing. <laughs> Is there a running into the kicker penalty? <laughs> you just run into him and then... Just rub the heck out I'm of the octagon. Gonna, I'm just gonna dive at his knees, and it's gonna bring like back PTSD. And he's gonna try to like he's gonna flop, leap through a kick. And he's gonna flop over, and <laughs> boom, elbow to the gut, and then that will buy me an extra five seconds, and I'll get KO'd in seven. All right, I like that. Nice, nice. Yeah. So instead of two seconds, seven seconds. Sounds great. Not bad. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on to BYU basketball. I know we've said we were going to bury this and leave it alone, but we're not. Um, We're talking about some BOU basketball news. BOU had a new uh, commit. Commit? Yes. Joined the program out of Detroit Merci. Right? Can you say that one more time, Jared? Detroit Merci. Uh, Okay, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. My sisters speak French, so I do by association. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, 6'11", forward. Uh, His name is Noah Waterman. Waterman. Not Aquaman, Waterman. Waterman. Watermint. Watermint? Water... Main. Ooh. All right. Uh. Waterman. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he's a shooter. He grew a full foot in his last two years of high school. So, uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see how he fits in. I, it seems like we're kind of filling out the roster. We don't have a ton of big men depth. And this guy's 6'11", but... He's 6'11". He, he didn't grow as a big man, right? He grew as a shooter, then grew a ton in his last year of high school. So, I don't know. I'm interested to see, you know, what, what happens with this year's roster. I think he's an interesting addition. Hopefully he can shoot lights out. I love having him on the roster. As a 6'11 guy, of course, he's going to have a huge wingspan, right? Great for defense. That means at all times we will either have him, Foose, or Atiki mm. in the lane guarding the... Guarding the hoop. So we will always have good length on defense, shot blockers, shot alterers, him as a six foot eleven guy with his hands up. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm pleased with this addition. Fun fact about Mr. Waterman. Ooh. Um, his graduating class in high school consisted of two students. <laughs> two people. Excuse me. How is that even possible? <laughs> what he went to some small K through twelve school in upstate New York. The whole school, K through 12, had 100 people. Oh my gosh. And his grade that graduated only had two, I guess. So. Dude. All right. Oh my uh, what a life by Noah Waterman. <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to take on a slightly larger role, you know. He started at Niagara, small school, Detroit Mercy, a little bit bigger, and BYU, which is about 10 times bigger than the both combined. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> If all of the living alumni of Detroit Mercy, uh, Niagara, is that, is that, it's just yeah. Niagara? Just Niagara. Okay. Yeah. The whole living alumni base of Detroit Mercy, Niagara, and this K-12 through school, do you think combined <laughs> they could fill up the Marriott Center? Probably mm. not. Maybe. maybe. 
All of the alumni? Yes. I don't know how long Detroit Mercy's been around I, for. I would think yes. Let me raise you this question, though. When he plays in the Marriott Center for the first time, will he have seen more people in his life Ooh, at the question. start of the game or the entirety of his life before? That's a good question. Mm. I think he might see more people in the Marriott Center than he's seen in his whole life. <laughs> what do you think, Dan? He'll definitely be playing in front of more people than <laughs> he's ever played in front of. So That's hopefully true. he York. enjoys that. Maybe he saw a lot of people in New York. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Are I, they people though, or are they NPCs? Oh, Free Guy. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I freaking love that movie. Uh, anyway, <laughs> off comment. I don't know how many basketball games this guy's been to. But he might poop himself when he walks into the Marriott Center. <laughs> There's 19,000 people screaming at him. When the sheets go down and they got the projectors going. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah. we got to have like a... Oh, what do they call those things? Oh, I forgot it. Anyway, I ruined the joke, but... You know, the little... <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> the old-fashioned... Like, <laughs> the poop buckets that they put underneath hospital beds. What are those called? Bed pans? Yeah, bedpans. Gotta have a bedpan standing by for the starting lineup. (laughs) Well, after 20 seconds, that joke has been delivered, so... (laughs) Nailed it! No, I'm excited for him. I'm I'm really excited. 6'11", that's that's length. That's how tall Tiki is, right? And he's got a wingspan, so... I think Tiki's 6'10". Oh, so... So he's a little little bit taller than Tiki. Maybe he's gonna be our Chet Holmgren. Mm -hmm. And we'll just... The 180 on the takes about tall skinny people. I've got... Two words. Matt Harms. <laughs> <laughs> I see him being a Matt Harms oh, for Matt us. Harms. Hopefully he's long, get some <clears> blocks, <throat> maybe make a few shots. Knock on what he's not. Yeah. Well, if his hair doesn't have like 50,000 followers on Twitter, I think we're okay. Okay. And oh, it yeah. probably doesn't, let's be honest. Does no. he know 50,000 people? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. We're going to move on to a quick little ad break. Afterwards, we will do a full media recap, media day recap. BYU had their media day. And we will do a fun little draft. As many of you probably know, that music is from one of the greatest apps ever known to mankind. It is from the game Retro Bowl. Retro Bowl. Retro Bowl is probably one of the most addicting games ever invented. Can we all agree? Yeah. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. It's definitely up there. It's Uh, way up there. It's way up there. Uh, I have been pounding this game lately. Uh, we all have had stints with this game. I had to delete it last school year because <laughs> I was not paying attention in class. So, oh, yeah. if you're looking for a fix this summer to get you through until real football season and you don't have NCAA, you don't have one of the old NCAA games, Retro Bowl will do it for you. It is extremely addicting. You get to manage your own team. You get to play offense. You get to skip defense. Hallelujah. Um, uh, it is the NFL, but it's actually fun and exciting because you can be as aggressive or conservative as you want. So aggressive. So aggressive, exactly. Anyway, just listen to the music and try not to become one of us, one of the addicted. Welcome back from that beautiful ad break. Oh my goodness, Retro Bowl always just tugs in my heartstrings. I've probably won seven Retro Bowls in the past uh, like month and a half, so <laughs> shout out to my Los Angeles. They're not Rams, they're just Los Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> LA. <laughs> Let's talk about BYU Media Day, which happened here in the past Woo! week. There's some big storylines coming out of BYU Media Day. Not a, Not a ton that's super new. But we do have some new faces that we would like to welcome to the program. So welcome Maury Bamba, a JUCO transfer out of Tyler Junior College. He's a corner who has committed to BYU. All right. All right. I'll take it. Maury Bamba. Sounds like a candy bar or something. Maury Bamba. (laughs) Where does he rank on the BYU name list? Oh, that's up there. Current roster. Mm, He's got to be top five. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's definitely up there. Chaz IU's got to be up there. Chaz IU's a good one. That's a good one. Soljay Mayava Peters or whatever his name is. That was a good one. I'm kind of a fan of Ben Bywater. Check ben Bywater is actually, yeah. Ben Bywater is a good one. Rolls off the tongue. I love the names that are like BB. 
Yeah. You know, or oh, like they yeah. start in alliteration. Yeah, alliteration. Names. Gabe Judy Lolly. Oh, that's Lally. up rolls there. Rolls out the song. Definitely. Friend of the there. program. Yep. I like the name Puka. Puka Nakua. That's actually sick. Yeah. Puka Nakua is a dope that, That's a pretty name. good Puka name. Is sick. But Mori Bamba, definitely up there. Definitely. Oh, definitely. did I mention he runs a 4 3 BYU is adding a ton of speed and is replaced and is replenishing a depleted secondary. Something we'll get to here in a second. Yes. Yes. Um, another newcomer um, is a running back that just committed. Mm-hmm. Landon Chambers. This guy, I was saying to Justin and Jared earlier, go watch the video, the highlight reel that he has. He looks like an American bison out there. <laughs> <laughs> he is a beast. He looks strong. Um, he's a hard runner. He had a bunch of yards in Texas. He's from Texas. Hey, mm-hmm. Texas. happy to have him. Big 12 footprint. Heck yeah. yeah. He will be joining the program in 2023. 2023. Okay. So, uh, first year in the Big 12. First like year it. in the Big 12. Okay. Just in time. Heck I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. Um, other returning uh, players, they were already on the roster, but we'll be getting them back from injury. Mm. Keenan Peely. Mm-hmm. He tore his, I think it was his ACL? Or yeah, his ACL. ACL. And let me remind you, he was having an amazing oh year. Oh my gosh. 17 tackles in one game. Yeah. He's averaging, I don't know, 12 a game or something <laughs> for his ACL. So if we get him back and he's fully healthy, that'll be huge for our defense. That is yeah. big for BYU. That's huge. Um, Peyton Wilgar, we'll also, also be getting back. Back in the ranks. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was really good last year, too. He kind of filled in, kind of took over the leadership role um, after Keenan Peely went down. And he had a bunch of picks. He, had, he played really, really solid defense, a lot of TFLs. He's a really smart player, so we'll be getting him back. Very excited about that. And then on offense, Isaac Tyrannosaurus Rex, Woo. also known as the Elk. An ugly injury against USC that took him out. He has basically his two leg bones just folded in half. Yeah, his ankle was... It was not good at all. He's had some marks put in there. Oh my god, Kevin Ware. Don't mention... (laughs) I'll never forget that. Well, thankfully, unlike Kevin Ware, these three gentlemen will be back with the program at the start of fall camp. Yes. So um, so they say. So they say. Isaac Rex... At Media Day, I was there at BYU, the BYUB during Media Day. Isaac Rex, they said that he's gonna be good to go in a, like a week, you know, a couple weeks for like fall camp and everything. He was still limping pretty hard. So, and I don't know if that's because they got him on like some sort of cast or something. Like it wasn't visible. Like he didn't have like a brace on that I could see, but he was still limping. Um, okay. So, I'm a little bit wary on him getting back. Fully in time. He might be like a Samson Nakua kind of last year. Yeah. Where didn't show up until games three and four, kind of stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that was like post workout or something. Because could be. I have I've seen him at Vasa a couple times. He goes to the one on University, whatever. But he's walking around pretty fine. Doing, okay. Doing leg exercises, doing whatever exercises, and doing his thing. So maybe okay. he had just. Maybe he came right right from re- rehab or something. Something. Yeah. Like he was just working out. Let's hope. No, that's that's good to know. That's so good to when know. is fall camp? Just to get a little perspective. I believe when they have, start? if I remember correctly, they have the first week of July off and the last week of July off. The beef of fall camp is in week two and three of July. Right. Yeah. It starts right. this month. So coming up soon, yep. they'll have their fall camp, which is it's a fun time. And that's really where it's the exciting. roster, because like we have a depth chart, mm-hmm. um, like a post-spring depth chart, but I don't really trust the... Like, I, I think it's more for just the depth of names, right, rather than the order. Because mm-hmm. I feel like after fall camp, or summer camp, whatever you want to call it, that's really when they nail down roster orders, starters, you know, all the likes of those kind of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess overall, one way to describe this media day would be high expectations. Mm-hmm. BYU football is riding pretty high right now, I would say. Um, it all started a couple years ago with Zach Wilson's breakout year. We won, I don't know, 10 games or something. Is that right? During 11 the, games. 11, 11 games. During yeah. Including the, the bowl game. Yes. During the, yeah. 2020-2021 During the COVID season, um, we just kind of 
Before that season, I was honestly you know, kind of mid towards Kalani. We were we were putting Kalani on the hot seat. Yeah. We were hitting that. We were. We were. Especially Zach Wilson. We and made Zach a bet. <laughs> we Zach said Wilson. if Zach Wilson even came close to winning the Heisman, we'd eat our hats. <laughs> That's what we said. I remember that. We were going to barbecue them. Yeah. <laughs> he was almost a finalist. <laughs> he almost he went was to New York. Finalist. So... Uh, we broke out then, and then people were saying, well, it's probably just a one-year thing. But we expect them to drop off again. Especially after losing five players yeah. in the draft. We lost mm-hmm. a lot of good talent. Uh, we didn't know what would happen at quarterback. Dead last in All returning production. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But next thing you know, we have another amazing season behind Jaron Hall. We played great. Kalani does a good job. And we have another you know, top 15 season, yeah. arguably. It was one of the best regular seasons. Like, I don't think it's one of the best overall seasons just because of the bowl game loss. Sure. Yeah. But the regular nice. season, 10 wins, 6 Power 5 wins, really good. It was great. Is the Pac-12 considered Power 5, though? That's up for debate. That's for another day. Next, <laughs> uh, maybe next episode. That's a good debate. question. We'll discuss that another day. <laughs> um, but this year, we're here for real. Yes. At least we think. We think so, yeah. <laughs> we're, returning, we're returning a lot of production... We just had the exciting Big 12 announcement uh-huh. a few months ago. Um, our team should be good. Our future's good. Our schedule is good. Uh, yeah, there's some high expectations on this BYU season. Yeah, and I find it really interesting because a lot of the talk was like talking about Big 12, Big 12. You know, like a lot of it was leaning towards, oh, the last season of independence. Like looking ahead rather than right now mm-hmm. and all the players and all the coaches seem very focused on this year like yeah. whatever happens next year is going to happen next year we want to keep up we want to lean into these expectations like dan said we want to have another 10 win season this year you know who is huge on that i watched all of the coach interviews and the one that impressed me the most was aaron roderick mm. i really like the way that he handled himself all the other coaches, you know, they're getting friendly, you know, and sometimes when you're getting too friendly, maybe you reveal something that you shouldn't. But our, all our coaches did a very good job of not letting Jerem and Spencer bewitch them. <laughs> yes. But you, you could tell them. that Aaron was there. He was friendly, but he was all business. And when they tried to ask him, like, yo, give us some information on this. He'd be like, uh, yeah, you know, I think it's going to be a good season. And he just completely <laughs> deflected the, the question. And he did not give out any more information than he wanted to in those interviews. It was a master class job by Aaron Roderick. Which, by the way, first glance, I thought we had Miles Teller in there. <laughs> he looked freaking like Rooster with his like hair slicked back with a hat on and a mustache. I was like, what? What? But I, I do. I, I like A-Rod the more that I hear from him, the more I like about him. I still think I he gets too cute when we're goal-to-go situations or mm. fourth and one. But overall, I'm really liking what he's putting together. I agree. One of the reasons that we're going to be good this year is because we have a true number one quarterback that we can look to and that can take lead of this team, and that is Jaron Hall. Yes. Now, on this podcast, we have split opinions about Jaron Hall. I am a big Jaron Hall advocate. I think that he is legit. There's some other opinions on the show. (laughs) (laughs) What Um, are the other opinions? I think Jaron's not sold. Yes. I think Jaron's good, not great. I don't think he's any better than good. And I think you're somewhere uh, in the middle right Yeah, now. I, think, I think he'll be good. I'm not, he won't be a Heisman finalist by any right, means. Sure, sure. But I think he'll guide us. He'll be you know, better than you know, the quarterbacks before Zach Wilson. You know, there was a few years where oh. no one really yeah. you know, came out to the foreground or whatever. God Except for one America. Game. Those were terrible. Yeah, I think he'll be better than those years for James sure. James Lark. Yeah, we have, we had Tanner Magnum, Tanner Magnum, Tyler Magnum, Tyler Magnum. Tyler Magnum. Yeah, I well, love that. One of the reasons that Jared has expressed that he's not sold on Jaron Hall is because he is underthrowing deep routes. Which, like, sometimes you do underthrow them, right? Back shoulders. Mm-hmm. If the DB's got to step on him, but he was over underthrowing wide open guys. Yeah, which okay. Jaron was pretty much was doing on purpose because. You'd rather complete the ball and get the thirty yards than miss a fifty-yard bomb over the top. And if and if you underthrow it, there's a possibility of pi as well. Exactly. Mm. But Jaron has said in an interview with Greg Rubel that he has worked the most on trying to hit receivers in stride instead of purposefully underthrowing. He says that we will notice that the most about his game coming into the season. That tells me two things. One, 
he might not have had it in his back to yeah. hit them in stride <laughs> last year. Yeah. We can say he was doing it on purpose, but probably because if he tried to do hit him in stride, it didn't work out very often either. <laughs> Missed the throw, got it picked off, whatever. Congrats. His ribs were cracked. So. Yeah. That's true. That's, 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 that's also true. That's a, that's a true factor. Can't, can't forget the factor that in. Um, the other thing is, if he's trying to work on that, and if the coaches are allowing him to do it, and if they implement it, that's scary. With our, with our receivers. Yes, it is. With yes. our receivers, that is scary. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, I'm excited to see it. I'll believe it when I see it, though. That's that's where I stand. I I think it's great that he realizes he needs to stop underthrowing wide-open guys, but I'll believe it when I see it. That's I, I'm not, like, out on Jaron Hall. I'm just saying I think he's good. Volume is not super high on him. Like, he's not going to be your C.J. Stroud throwing for 4,000 <laughs> yards. But he's a good quarterback. Okay. But it sounds like you're being a little cautious, maybe. Yes. Cautiously cautious. optimistic. Cautiously cautious. optimistic. Maybe you've been hurt too many times. <laughs> uh, maybe I should just approach it like Zach Wilson and just be like, Jaron Hall, you are terrible. I want you <laughs> yeah. off the team. I want Conover to start, and if Jaron Hall does anything good, I'll eat my hat. There maybe that's where I should stand. And that's like, exactly. Go to New York or something. <laughs> it worked before. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to bring up about Jaron Hall Let's hear it. His running game. Mm. Where do we stand with his running game? Do we want him to run more, run less? What do you think? It's, you take it's tricky. First, it's tricky. Yeah, it is a tough question. I was a running quarterback in high school, so I have a little bit of expertise on this subject. No, I'm right. absolutely <laughs> joking. I was a running quarterback, but not by choice. Anyway, Jaron Hall, we want him to run. He is a fragile character. He's a fragile character, and we do not yeah. want him to get hurt. Of course, injury history. I don't think we're going to send him on any quarterback design runs up the middle. But looking back at the highlights from the Utah game, mm. that one that got called back because he supposedly stepped out of bounds, Bull crap. but he did not wow. step out of bounds. He, in like a fifty-yard dash, outsped the entire Utah secondary. He is a lot faster than we give him credit for. So I would like to see him run. I'd like to see him scramble and elongate plays, which he does very well. I think the rate at which he ran last year was basically near perfect. Okay. And what he did last year should be replicated this year. He almost, like, scrambled as much as designed runs. Like, they didn't run a lot of designed runs to him. And that was probably because because of the ribs. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I, I fall kind of in the same way. Like, he's electric when he does run. The Baylor game was the same way. He outran the entire Baylor defense. Oh, yeah, that fourth and one or something? Yeah, exactly. That read option broke through. And that's killer. Like, in the Virginia game, he scored a running touchdown first one of the game on a zone read option, right? Mm -hmm. And that's killer. That's so hard to defend well. You have to commit a bunch of guys, which opens up other space. It's just his fragility. That's my only thing. Yeah. He's so electric, but I don't trust any of our backups as much as I trust him to play smart, to play conservative, but push it in the right option or in the right times. So I don't know. I think it must be utilized, but kind of like Justin said, it needs to be timely. It can't be, I, I, I don't know. I don't, like Justin said, I don't want to see a bunch of QB draws up the middle on third and eight. Oof. Oh, when you no. Six Who guys in the box. Robert and I <laughs> listening. Yeah, the, those, that was bad. Those were the days. But yeah, I think, I think he's, it, it's a weapon that needs to be exploited um, because of how much it adds and how much just having it on tape changes the way a defense is going to approach you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another storyline, Tom Homo, in his uh, interview, they were talking about last year of independence with the Big 12 thing. He said that there are going to be nine Big 12 games yeah. next year. Okay. So this is looking a little bit ahead. But I think it's interesting because now we know BYU is going to play nine uh, nine games. conference games. Probably going to be five away, four at home, just because we're new. Yeah, new But piece. that increases the chance that we get to play Texas or Oklahoma, which mm-hmm. I really want to do before yeah. they leave. That'd yeah. be fun. Also, rumors circulating on the social media webs mm. uh, inside the program. Cougar what board. I'm hearing, yes, <laughs> Cougar Board. Maybe, <laughs> hopefully, more reliable than Cougar Board. <laughs> but the rumors I've been hearing is that Sam Houston State is most likely. I've seen a bunch of tweets, not from like official people, but that BYU and Sam Houston are nearing a deal for the season opener next year. Sam Houston, really good FCS team. They're always top five 
in, in the FCS. So uh, I think that's interesting. That's just something to mention. All right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, you guys might be wondering, who the heck is Sam Houston State? Well, from Texas, mm-hmm. in case you didn't figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, they're one of the best FCS teams, which means they could be better than a lot of you know, the lower group of five FBS teams. Right, right. Like, if they were in FBS, you know, they'd be a good solid probably, G5 yeah. team, maybe. They are making the jump here in a couple of years. To oh, okay. 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 The fun belt. The fun belt. Um, so, yeah. That will be our second FCS game of the season yes. next year, because we're also playing SUU. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Um, so, you know, say what you will about having two FCS games in one season. But Sam Houston State is not a team we should overlook. Absolutely. Correction. Sam Houston will not be joining the Sun Belt. They will be joining Conference USA July 1st of 2023. So oh, they will wow. be an FBS oh. program when we play them. Oh, yoy. Okay, never so, mind. That's good news. That's They're currently a top five FCS school. They will be joining the FBS July 1st, 2023. So we will have go. one FCS game. Perfect. Um, so, last time we talked a little bit about the Notre Dame game in Las Vegas and the ticket situation. Oh, yoy, yoy. Um, because it's technically a home game for Notre Dame, and all of their season ticket holders get a ticket, basically. Yep. And we have to yep. buy up whatever tickets are left as away fans. Mm-hmm. Um, as a, they're not available yet. Still no. For us. For us. <laughs> if you want to get a resale ticket, they could be upwards of... You know, fifteen hundred dollars is that what <laughs> we did find a couple? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So not a good situation for BYU fans who want to travel to Vegas. However, if you become Catholic, you automatically get a ticket. What? Wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Enticing. Uh, um, okay. Speaking of switching religions, <laughs> Rudy. Ever heard of him? Um, he was baptized into the LDS Church. Okay. The famous Notre Dame player. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Pardon my French. Um, but yeah, we're thinking in order to get back at Notre Dame, we should have him run out the alumni flag for BYU Ooh. before the game. If we do <laughs> flags that game. Nice. I don't know if we will. I like this. If if we don't, if he doesn't do it. Okay. Then we run out a flag that says Rudy was offsides. Oh! oh. Got him! Got him, baby! <laughs> Gorgeous. Rudy was offsides. Talking about some more controversial things that we need to discuss. Hmm. Let's talk about a little habit that Cody Epps has. Oh, boy. Cody Epps, Epps. wide receiver for Brigham Young University, in his interview, said that on game day, including after the game, he does not brush his teeth the entire day for good luck. Is that gross, or is that just football? Here's where I stand. It's probably a, maybe a very logical stance. I don't know. <laughs> From Dr. Dan? If you go your whole life, brush your teeth every day, except for 12 days a year in the fall, there'd be no difference in your teeth. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I don't think it's gross, personally. All right. What do you guys think? No, I think that's fine. The first thing that came to my mind was Forever Strong with the dreadlocks guy that doesn't bathe during the season. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. See, that's it, way worse. Yeah, if that if he like didn't brush his teeth for the entire season, yeah. that's something else. That that would be something. <laughs> but I don't know. Like personally I hate like when you wake up in the morning you got like morning breath. Like I yeah. hate that. I hate that. But like yeah. if it's, it's good luck gross. for him, I don't mess with another man's juju. It's only weird if it doesn't work. So that's my sense. Only weird if it doesn't work. That's commercial. That's commercial. He does say that he chews gum. Okay, that's and basically you, brushing your teeth. You got a fresh mouth. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> that's what I do when I don't have time to brush my teeth in the morning. Yeah. Some don't. Don't some gum brands have like a dentist endorsement yeah. or something? Yeah. yeah, nine out of ten dentists recommend. Exactly. Who needs a toothbrush? Yeah, exactly. So, Cody Epps, you are not weird. You are endorsed by the Royal Strong and True Podcast, NIL yes. deal pending. We'll give you an NIL deal. Yes. For not brushing your teeth. Nice. <laughs> an anti-toothbrushing NIL deal from the Royal Strong and True Podcast. You have to... What's, what's the opposite of promote? You have to... Oh. You have to... In your... I'm assuming you have a car. If not, we will provide a bike. You have to run over 
a tube of toothpaste every game day and Ooh, post it. Yes. With a royal strong and true shirt on. Ooh, and we'll oh, get yeah. like we'll get we'll like get like a small animal and oh. paint them the colors of the team that we're playing. And then when he runs over the thing, the toothpaste will squirt the animal. Nice, <laughs> <What>? nice. <laughs> and that will be our ad. Cody Epps, That's good. we'll reach out to you with this. Yeah. Or you reach out to us. Yeah. Because we're lazy. Yeah. yeah. You will be compensated. McGuire Anderson, we know you listen to this podcast. Reach out to Cody for us. Yep. Yeah. We're still waiting on that interview, by the way, McGuire. Uh, anyway, uh, Kalani Satake said in an interview that it is his responsibility to prepare guys for the NFL. Put it, and he, he has put a lot of focus on pro days. They've definitely gone up in stock in, in preparation of the show they put on. Uh-huh. This is a pretty big contrast to Bronco Mendenhall, who kind of had the opposite end of the philosophy that like the pro, like the next level is for the guys that want to, but we're focused on the here and now. So what do you guys think? Do you guys go more with Kalani and preparing guys for the NFL or Bronco where it's just focused on, on this team? I don't know. What do you guys think? I can see where Bronco's coming from, and I don't think it's a horribly unreasonable, you know, approach. But I am Team Kalani, one hundred percent. Okay. And I think the best players who go to play in college want to play in the NFL. Right. Mm-hmm. So they would naturally want to go to a school that is willing to help them Ooh. make that happen. Of course. Yeah. And if we want to get the best players, we should become one of those schools. That is willing to you know sit down with the player and talk to them about their NFL prospects and you know how the school can help them achieve their dreams there. But obviously, Kalani needs to win games at BYU, not just develop players for the NFL, which he's doing. Yeah. Really. So I think it's I think it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Dan just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. I Team Kalani. I think it's Kalani. good as long as it doesn't turn into LSU, where as soon as you have one good season. Coaching staff like kicks you off the team and tells you to forfeit your, your <laughs> last year, opt out of your last year. Yeah, because uh, I hate that, but I really do like it. Um, and I think Kalani does a good job of not being like, um, what's his name? Not Bill Self, the Kentucky coach. Uh, forgetting his In name. Basketball. Yeah. Adolph Total Rock- brain. Cal Perry. John Cal- 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 yeah, Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cal Perry. Because Coach Cal. Does kind of like the opposite. He's like, oh, I sent so many guys to the draft, but yeah. like never wins a national like championship. Like the one and done, one and done. Exactly. And I think Kalani does a good job of avoiding that kind of philosophy, where it still translates to wins on the field. Right. Yeah. Good well, stuff. let's get on to some depth chart reactions, uh, because I have some thoughts about the depth chart, but I want to see what you guys think. Uh, did anything jump off the page to you guys? You guys have any thoughts? Um, I don't know. Mm, let me open up this 2022 BYU football almanac here. Ooh. The PDF they Ooh. made. Excuse you. Um, what jumps out to me, I think the biggest question is running back. Okay. Okay. We lost Tyler Algier. He had an amazing season, completed with the tomahawk spike thing. Ooh. Play of the century. There's some. There's some intriguing prospects. There's also... Lopini Katoa, who, according to this almanac, was... Wait, let me find it. They have a little blurb about him. Ooh. The versatile back and former Doak Walker watchlist honoree <laughs> has scored 25 career touchdowns. Wow. Duh. He was an honoree of the I had Doak forgotten Walker. he was on that watchlist, personally. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think he's been back since. Nope. <laughs> but... The only thing, the only watch list he's on now is the fumble watch list. Yeah, <laughs> fumblerooski list. Um, yeah, that's that's my biggest takeaways. What okay. what's gonna happen at running back? Okay, my biggest takeaway is that it's just cool to look at a depth chart. Like, <laughs> let's be honest, football season is coming up. These are like, it's like you're walking into a barbecue, right? Mm. <laughs> you're not quite in the backyard yet, but you can smell that barbecue burning. Ooh, oh like boy. It. And like it's incredible. It. Your mouth is watering. I just love looking at a depth chart. All right. Uh, I have some some pretty uh, interesting thoughts. First, I think we should ne- mention that Keenan Ellis, uh, he was one of our starting quarterbacks last year. Mm-hmm. He took that hit and got carted off in the Arizona game. He is medically retiring from football. That's rough. 
Um, Isaiah Heron, another starting cornerback for us last year, is retiring from football to pursue other interests in his life. Mm-hmm. And then Keanu Saliapaga has left the program. He's yes. an O-line. Yeah, once again. Yeah. We thought he was going to be back, but he is not. Just like Texas. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. Um, speaking of, we got some... I'm sorry, Keanu. <laughs> we, we, we have some interesting topics to talk about. Mm. Texas and Miami. Who's going to be back first? Anyway. Miami. Um, I think what jumps off to me jumps off the page to me are DB group. Apart from losing uh, Herod and Ellis, we still have a very, very deep secondary. I look at the names Fast. on here. A lot of them played last year, significant minutes even, and the other ones played really well when they were in. So I'm really excited about it. I I really I see that um, we have a ton of guys that we can trust. Um, we probably go two to three man deep on all of them, including the nickel and Cinco. Um, <laughs> I feel really, really confident about the secondary. However, I do not feel as confident about, and the, I know this is a hot take because this is probably what people feel most confident about. Okay. I don't feel confident about our depth at wide receiver mm. or O-line. Now, our O-line. I realize Keanu Hill, Puka Nakua, and Gunnar Romney, absolutely fantastic. I think they're probably some of the best wide receivers in the country, right? They're, they will they, pick up the slack. Yeah, all three of those guys are good receivers. Yes, very good. Good starting receiver group. However, the guys behind them, Cody Epps, Chase Roberts, and Braden Cosper. I have not seen any of them nope. play on a field. I think <laughs> I might have seen Cody Epps Cody play Epps in the Idaho State played game. a little bit. Yeah. Cody Epps is good. Okay. Cody, Cody Epps, Epps is, is good. really good. Remember, former number one target of Bryce Hall. Sorry, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. At oh, I forgot that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Cody Epps is good. Braden Cosper, let's not forget, he is an extremely good player. He's just had a injury-riddled career. Right. If he can stay healthy, he will be a legitimate contributor. Okay. Braden Cosper. Uh, he's also a red shirt, red shirt junior, so he's been here for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like we have a really good starting three, and like Justin says, Cody Epps probably pretty good as well. He's a little bit shorter, but he's still pretty good. He's a slot guy. Yeah, like he's a good slot guy. Um, but I don't know. I just worry that on the reps that we have to sub one or two guys in, you know, give our starter guys some rest. I just don't know if we'll still have a deep threat. Because um, like last year, Keanu Hill was like our fourth or fifth wide receiver. And so we had a lot of depth at wide receiver. Um, but I don't know. I just worry about that a little bit. And then with the O-line, I really like our starting five, but BYU is always, always has O-line health issues. Hmm. And a lot of these guys are playing backup for, you know, one or two different positions. And so I worry that if we go down, we're going to run out of guys to switch in and out to keep keep the offense rolling. That's fair. Strength and conditioning has put a lot of emphasis in getting these guys big and healthy, though. So hopefully they stay healthy. For yeah. Me, there is only one glaring weakness on this team. QB2. Mm. We don't know. We still don't know what Jacob Conover is. We have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Former four-star recruit, Alabama offered him supposedly the next best thing at BYU. He hasn't showed it yet. Yeah. So I'd like to see it. I don't know what's going on at QB2. That's my only weakness on this team. And that's especially interesting because Jaron Hall, Fragile. who knows how many games he's going to play this Yeah. Game. I look at QB2 a little bit in the same way I look at our backup receivers. Okay. Okay. Because um, Jacob Conover came in the Utah State game. He didn't look amazing, but you know we won the game still. He right. did enough. Yeah. yeah. And he was obviously you know, a very lauded recruit. Lauded. Lauded. I, I forgot how to say Lauded. Lauded. But there's also some other intriguing guys. Um, we had the Boise State transfer. Kate we Kerrigan. had the Sol J guy. Mm-hmm. Jacob Conover is listed as QB2 on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. So it seems he's better than both of those guys. I'm, okay. I'm not, I don't think the ship has sailed for Conover yet. Okay. But just like the backup receivers... I haven't seen very much of it, and it's hard to know what we're going to get. Right. What do you guys think about our D-line? Because we are three to four deep on every single position. We have a lot a lot of players that can play it, but nobody jumps off the page. Maybe Tyler Batty, 
but nobody really jumps off the page as like a game wrecker, like a Chase Young, right? Mm. So I like, do you guys are you guys okay with that? With just having like a lot of pretty good guys on the D line, or would you rather have, you know, not as much depth, but guys that we know we can count on to wreck games, to eat up double teams, stuff like that? I actually really like our D line. Tyler Batty, he is a beast. Gabe Summers, let's not forget about Gabe Summers. Also a beat, also a beast, not a beat. Lorenzo <laughs> Falatea, I also really like him. One yeah, person solid. that can't forget that we have this guy. He's a backup, but he plays defensive end, and his name is Blake Mangleson. <laughs> he mangles people on the outside with a name like that. You cannot fail. Can you imagine the commentator just salivating if? Mangelson like breaks a guy's leg. Mangelson coming up on the blind side of the quarterback and he mangles him. <laughs> yeah, our D line, I think, I don't think it'll be our best position group by any means. But I think it'll be serviceable and I think in the coming years it'll be better. Yes. It could be really strong. Yeah. Because we have a lot of good. You know, recruits coming into the D-line. A lot of four-star guys. Yeah. Um, Logan Fano, Ice. Ice. You name Noticeably it. Noticeably missing from the depth chart. Yeah. So, this year I think it'll be, you know, decent, pretty good. But I think in the coming years it'll get even better. Okay. I, I agree. I think it'll, it will be better. And I, I kind of like having a lot of depth. Because one of our problems, especially in the Virginia game, is we had to run guys in and out a lot. Mm. And our second... Our second team was way worse than yeah. our first team. Yeah, and with this, I think a lot of these guys are basically on the same level, and so even though they're not going to be great, there won't be drop off. Exactly, there won't be drop off, and so when we inevitably give up ten play seventy yard drives, knock on wood, our D line will be able to hold up better against long drives. Long, you know, defending the run when we're eight plays into a drive, I think that'll improve drastically when we have this kind of depth. All right. Amen. Last little note about the depth chart. Uh, this hasn't officially appeared on our roster, but it appears that Chris Jackson is supposedly back with the program after transferring to Hawaii. He is returning as a walk-on player, likely the change to the defensive end of the ball. Mm. This reported by Jackson Payne of Daily Universe Sports. Interesting. He's a fast guy. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I like I'll, Chris Jackson. I'll take yeah, him. He played uh, special teams. Last he year, he played punk coverage. He played some receiver reps, too. Yeah. He got thrown out of the Virginia game for a targeting hit. Yeah. So, he's Oof. got he's got umph to him. He's a headhunter. Maybe we'll just put him in, and we'll just be like, all right, go take out their number one receiver. <laughs> and then he just sits for another half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Could be. All right. Now, the part everybody's been waiting for. We're going to do a snake draft of the BYU players on this team, on this depth chart that we are all looking at football team the football team however we will be drafting a basketball team out of football players basketball team out of football players let's go we will be drafting five players each that will compromise our basketball teams at the end we will be able to present the teams and we will post it on instagram with the question whose team will win so let us know so first we have to determine the order of the draft and to do that we're going to pick a random number between 20 and 25 <laughs> Dan, what's your number? 24. 22. 23. Alright. Okay. 23, 24, 22, right? Yep. Okay. The number is 24. Oh, Alright, so, so 23. I'll go third. Oh, shoot. Okay. Right. I yeah. wasn't prepared for Perfect. number one pick. <laughs> Actually, I was. So it's going. So order is Dan, Jared. Sorry, Dan, Justin, Jared. Got it. Okay. Alright, Dan. First pick. Number one. <laughs> hmm. I'm going Isaac Rex. Oh, dang. Ooh. He was on my list. Isaac Rex. He's definitely on my list. Dang it. Six, oh. six. Tight end. I think he'll be good. He can get up there. Like yeah. in the Arizona State game when he went he up and got that. up to him. Yes. So alley-oops. Good Isaac pick. Isaac Rex is my first pick. Good okay. pick. Well, with pick number two in this draft, I'm going to go with an obvious choice. Athlete played basketball in high school. I'm going with Blake Freeland. No! (laughs) (laughs) Nuts. The lineman. Ding. Two of my top guys are down. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, 
All right, so I'm going to go with Harris Lachance. Okay. For my okay. first one. Okay. Big again. He is a very large human being. <laughs> he is Six so eight large. three fifteen. Sheesh. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Harris Lachance, and with my second pick, we're doing snake draft style. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take Kingsley Suamataya. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm going old school. We're going two bigs. Kingsley six six three thirty. I'm gonna have two shacks down. Yes, stout folks. Yes, so that's my that's my second pick. Back to you, Justin. With my second pick in this draft, I'm gonna go with somebody who I've actually played against, and oh. I have seen him shoot the basketball, and this man does not miss. He plays guard for Brigham Young University. Connor Pay. Hmm. Interesting. Connor Joe line is coming off the board. I know. So wow. I, I'm gonna have him playing small forward. He's not the tallest, biggest guy. But he is a he is a good hitter, and that man has a beautiful three point shot. All right, I didn't know he had a good three point shot. Wow, he's automatic. Honestly, it was disgusting when we when I played him. <laughs> what an athlete! That's funny. <laughs> okay, for my next pick, I'm going with speed and skill. Oh no, it's Puka Nakua. Oh, dang oh, it! He was on my list. <laughs> He was on my list. I think that's self-explanatory. This guy is an athlete. He did play basketball for Orem, unfortunately. We saw him play, me and Dan. Good yeah. good player. Pretty good good. athlete. I'll take him. He's good. Yeah, I yeah. played against him a few times. He is really good. All right, Dan, you get another pick. Oh, I do? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Snake him back to you. Okay, my next pick. Um, let's see. I got I to choose between two. I think I'm gonna go Clark Barrington. Okay. Okay. Six six. All the old linemen. Left tackle. Started every game. He's 302 pounds. I, I want him down low. Dude, you I gotta got, get my size. Yeah, no, you got Clark Barrington. You got Isaac Rex, Puka. You're getting a well-rounded team I there. Think, yeah. I think I like we're this. looking strong. Me and Justin just got two massive bodies. <laughs> so, I'm actually gonna go and draft my point guard. Okay. Apparently a very good shooter. I swear if you take this one, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> he appeared in a three-point shooting contest in the BYU football team last year. I'm taking D'Angelo Mandel. Oh, okay. D'Angelo Mandel for my point guard. All right. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm taking also a point guard. Okay. Very, very fast. Very quick. Plays special teams. I'm taking Hog Hobbs Nyberg. Okay. Yes. Oh, Hobbs Nyberg. Small. Is your, okay. He's small. He's small, but he's super, super quick. Speedster. He's a punt returner, so you know he's got twitch. He's, he's got, got what? Do, twitch. What do they call it? A uh, wiggle. He's got <laughs> wiggle. wiggle. Yeah. He's got jerk. Yep. So he is gonna be. Uh, he's gonna be big time for me. Um, I got my two big men. I got my point guard. You know where I'm going next. Where are you going? <laughs> what you got? I'm taking Caden Hawes from the D line. Right. I'm taking another massive body. That's a okay. Big body. My team is just gonna be Shaq and Hogs Hobbs Nyberg. <laughs> That's basically my team. Alrighty. Alright. With my fourth pick, see I'm a little torn where to go here. Um I was going to pick Mason Wake, but let me remind you <laughs> that Mason Wake still has not responded to my request. Or not accepted my request for a one-on-one after I rejected his shot into the stands when I played him in a pickup league game. Mason Wake, if you're listening, come at me. So, for shooting guard, or do I want to go with power four? Here's the, I'm kind of second-guessing my shooting guard. Uh But for shooting guard, I'm going to go with, I need a little bit of speed. I need a little bit of chippy play. Okay. I'm going to go with Gunnar Romney. Okay. Oh, okay. he was on my board. He's a he's an athlete. He's a, he's an athlete. He's he, pretty. He's strong. He is strong, and he can jump, dude. That man can jump. All right, is it my pick again? Yes, yes. it is. Mm, I'm not sure. I'm so these are torn. your last two picks. Last two. Two. My last two picks. All right, I'm going with Tyler Batty. Oh, okay. nice. Good pick. That's a good pick. That's oh, yeah. good I'll pick. put him at the four. He's got speed and size. And then Keenan Peely to be my lockdown oh. defender. 
Okay. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. I've got yeah. my five. Your defense got my insane with Keenan Peely. I love linebackers, by the way. <laughs> linebackers are life. Sort of specimens. Dan used to play linebackers. Unbiased. <laughs> with my final pick for my power forward, little do people know this six foot six specimen of a man. Oh, wow. With a powerful leg. Oh. Oh, you doing it? And a He's powerful doing presence. He's doing it. I'm taking Ryan Raykal. Oh, with my final pick of this draft. He's doing it. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a sneaky athlete. good pick. I know. People six forget. six two thirty, right? That's big. He's more than just a punter. More than hey, pun, kickers are people too. Hey, we saw Mickelson beat the crap out of some guy in an MAA fight. Mm-hmm. Who knows what Rico's capable of? <laughs> He's gonna be my bruiser. <laughs> Um, all right, I'm kind of torn on my last one. I got two guys. <sighs> I'm going to go with the bigger of the two. Okay. Um, and then we can have like an honorable mentions because I want to yeah. see what other guys were on your list. Um, but I'm going to go with Chris Brooks. Okay. All right. He was on my list. All right. Yeah. The man is an absolute specimen. He's an animal. He's got freaking cannons for legs. Um, he's fast. He's powerful. My other thought was Malik Moore. Yeah. Great hands, really fast. A <laughs> great head. Good thinker. But I'm taking Chris Brooks because I got some big men on my team, and I need Chris Brooks who can be a bruiser. Like, watching him drive is going to be like, you know, LeBron or some big guy driving. So I'm going to take Chris Brooks with that added physicality. All right. So, cool. honorable mentions. Who else did you have on your list? Yeah, who did you guys have? Uh, I had Keanu Hill. Oh, smart! I would not like him. Yeah. yeah, he's got he's got the height. He's got height. So much speed. Super fast. I also had Gabe Judy Lally. Yeah. Ooh. He's a DB. You know he's quick. Long. But he's also six one. Yeah. Yeah. He's tall for a DB. And he went to Vanderbilt, so he's like very smart. Out, very very. Smart. Oh yeah. He's a cerebral player. Yes. Could be you know a floor general, <laughs> maybe. I like that. Um. Everyone else. Everyone else. I. Yeah. Everyone got picked. Okay. Who else I had? Okay. For my honorable mentions, I had Jaron Hall at the point guard position. Oh, yeah. Just, okay. You know, floor general. I had Jacob Conover. Yeah, I was uh, thinking Because I thought Jaron Hall was going to get taken. But. Yeah, so I had him on my list. Uh, Neil Pau on my list. Okay. Okay. Uh, for a big bruiser position, I actually had Fisher Jackson. Is that the Fisher D-line Jackson. guy? Yeah. So yeah. Fish Jackson. I've played against him, actually, and I played against him mm. in the post. D-line. And we were going at each other the entire time. Okay. And then I had Tyler Little and Brandon Keene, both offensive linemen, both just tall people and that I had at my power forward and center backups. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I had Lopini Katoa because yeah. he's very versatile. That's uh, true. He's but, got Butterfinger hands to yeah, don't pass. As long as it's not raining, I think we'll be okay. So you're gonna be like junior or what is it? Junior year Gideon George turnover machine. <laughs> uh, I just like this versatility. Ver- versatility. 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 Yes. I have a correction. Yes. Mm-hmm. I said Gabe Judulali was six one. He's actually six two. Oh, so. even better. <laughs> even better. <laughs> All right. Um, and then I also had I had Keenan Peely as well. Oh yeah, I, that was a great pick. Beast. Yeah. He's a beast. Great pick. And then um, I had Conover, like I said, and I also had Jackson McChesney. Oh, McGoatney. Uh, yeah, just for the name, basically. McGoatney. Yeah. Fair enough. You need a name guy. Yeah. You, yeah. Need, you need a locker room guy. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what's uh, that Alex Caruso type guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that could be McChesney. That could be yeah. McChesney. You just shave him and give him a headband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why not? There's a clown. Uh, I think other misses that we had. Kalani. Kalani. Uh, I'd yeah. take Kalani on yeah. my team. You got yeah. Coaches. Yeah. And then um, I'd probably take like A Rod or Fessy. Yeah, just the brains. Yeah, brains and brains in there. Yeah, they they'd probably be my coach. If I had a coach, it'd probably be a Rod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if I had a coach, I'd probably go with Guilford. Why not? Oh, okay. Yeah. Seems I like, like a cerebral coach. I love that guy. Yeah. He coaches DBs, corners, quick, fast, and like players, ball players, which can, are very basketball skills. Yes. Yeah. They'll they can move laterally. They can go fast too. So. Translates well to the basketball court. Yeah, smart, smart. So let's just review the teams. You have Kay. Justin, yep. I believe you have them all. I do. 
So Jared has Harris Lachance, Kingsley Suomataia, <laughs> Hobbs Nyberg, Caden Haas, and Chris Brooks. So Jared's team Beastie. is like the bad boy Pistons. A couple of beasts, a quick little dark guy. And, yeah. and compared to Dan, who has Isaac Rex, Puka Nakua, Clark Barrington, Tyler Batty, and Keenan Peely. More of Golden State. I love that team. That's I love that team. That, that's, that might be the team. That's a good team. And we have, with me, Blake Freeland, Connor Pay, D'Angelo Mandel, Gunnar Romney, and Ryan Rakow. That's a good team, that's too. That's a strong team as well. You guys have very well-rounded teams. <laughs> Mine is well-rounded in the other way. Yeah. <laughs> and Kalani as well. Spherical. Well, we are going to post these teams on our Instagram. We want to. We want you to tell us whose team would win in a five-on-five battle. Yeah. Basketball battles, of course. Yeah, yes. basketball battles. This yeah. isn't a fist fight. You got any other players that you would? Ooh, true. You would pick that we didn't even consider. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know who we missed. Tell us on the Instagram. Absolutely. We'll post some stuff up on the story. Interact with us. We love it when you guys interact with us. Make sure you're sharing it with your friends as well so they can also input on our stupidity. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but thank you guys for joining. It's been a fun show. Uh, soon we will start covering win totals for conferences. Yes, we will. And we're basically, yes. uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to start diving into conference by conference, giving a little bit, a little preview of each conference, uh, going over win totals, players to watch, storylines, sleepers to win divisions, whatever you want. Full preview of the different conferences. Morsels. Excellent stuff ahead. Nuggets. Before we sign off, make sure you give us a follow on our Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Make sure you're sharing the episodes with your friends, downloading, and leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye now. (laughs)